Ladies, welcome to the Success is Sexy podcast. I'm Kat Dean, a woman's leadership coach, helping you honor the wholeness of who you are as a woman. You are in the right place if you are craving a space that allows your success to feel purposeful, but also playful and feminine. This podcast will provide you the tools, strategies, and honest conversations to redefine success for yourself, and of course, to make it sexy. You can find more resources by visiting us at katdean.com. That's K-A-T-D-E-A-N.com. Ladies, welcome to today's conversation where we are chatting all about the masculine and the feminine energy. I absolutely love this conversation. It's actually why I started my coaching business because I saw a real robbery around the femininity of driven, determined women. And so I want to create a space where you as a woman on a mission, right, a woman who has a vision for her life can honor that, but do it in a way that feels feminine, do it in a way that feels good for you as a woman. So that is the container of this space. And so in order for us to do that for you, what I recognize is we have got to get you deeply understanding. And I mean, really understanding the masculine and the feminine energy. All right. So for today, we are chatting about what the masculine and the feminine energy are, We'll talk a lot about how they operate, how they work together, and then I will give you a few different ways to apply it to your life. I will challenge you, I should say, to apply this to your own situation in a really personal way that feels good for you and whatever you need in your life right now. Before we get into it, I want to give a couple of disclaimers. I'm going to call them. All right. This conversation and the work that I do is designed to empower you as a woman. But I want to acknowledge that so often this discussion around femininity is used as a weapon against women. It's typically used at the hands of men against women to make certain type of women, especially black women, feel less than. Okay, that is not at all the tone of today's conversation. There is so much at play here in society, colorism and texturism and all those really heavy things I know are a component of this conversation, okay? But for today, because those can be really, really heavy, if you'll allow me, I want to create the space where you leave today's conversation feeling hopeful and excited and lighter, okay? Not heavier. And I say that just because if I don't mention certain things, y'all, I have not forgotten them. I'm not ignoring them. I'm just being really intentional on the space that we create and what we allow into this conversation. So with all that said, let's get into the first part, which is what is the masculine and the feminine energy? So when we talk about masculine and feminine energy, we're simply talking about forms of self-expression, okay? What I mean by that is we're talking about attributes, characteristics, kind of a little bit of just behaviorisms and how you show up in the world. If you don't love the word energy, that's okay. You can replace it with the word essence, you know, your aura, your vibe, whatever the case may be. But I want to take it a layer deeper. It's not just about the vibe. It really does translate into certain behaviors and attributes and traits, which we're going to be talking about in a moment. We typically call the masculine energy, the doing energy and the feminine energy, the being energy. Meaning the masculine energy is about producing, creating, getting stuff done, right? That doing behavior versus the feminine energy is a little bit more about presence and just showing up and the internal energy that you bring without having to create or produce or do a lot, all right? 
So it's the combination of doing and being, right? The masculine and the feminine, which as human beings is really important for us to begin to appreciate and move towards mastering what it may look like for our own lives because we are simultaneously human beings. We need to bring that internal nature to situations into our life, but also we want to be self-actualized. And so we also need a bit of that doing behavior in whatever regard you want that to look like. And so the best way for me to help you understand these traits, I'm actually going to go in between the masculine and the feminine so you can see how they compare. And I think as I go side by side, you will begin to understand the nature of them and how they're connected. So keeping in mind the container that the masculine energy is the doing energy and the feminine energy is the being energy, listen to these traits for me, okay? So the masculine energy has leading energy. We think of this as a leader, whereas a feminine energy has more yielding traits, right? A little bit more go with the flow. The masculine energy has more protecting energy. It's more protective, whereas a feminine energy is more of a nurturer. The masculine energy is more analytical, more logical, while the feminine is more intuitive and empathetic, connected to emotions. The masculine might be more of a provider in a situation, the feminine being more of a receiver in a situation. And the masculine, of course, is more action-oriented, while the feminine is a bit more reflective. And so I hope by hearing me list out some of those traits, you begin to understand how the two connect. And so I want you to close your eyes for a moment. I want to give you an analogy that I think will really solidify the masculine and the feminine energy. All right. So I want you to close your eyes. Let's say you're on, I don't know, a walk and you come across a really big boulder and that boulder is heavy, right? You're not going to try to move it probably, but it looks heavy, right? It's really taking up space. It's really pronounced in its presentation. It's weighty. It's structured. It's coarse. It's hard, right? That's the kind of energy that we associate with the masculine. Not in a bad way. It serves a purpose, right? It's giving structure to something. In contrast, keep your eyes closed. I want you to think about water, When I say water, I mean in any regard, whether the water from your shower, a river, a meadow, the water in the ocean, right? It's seamless and it can be calm, but it can also be really powerful. It goes with the flow quite literally, right? It can find itself in any little crevice and very fluid and agile, very unstructured compared to this very structured rock. That water analogy is what we associate with the feminine. And so you can kind of get a sense that masculine being more of that boulder, that rock energy, the feminine being more of that water, fluid, meandering, really thoughtful in its presentation, very, what is the word, multi, multifaceted in its presentation, right? Like I was saying, can be really forceful, but can also be really calm. Think about a waterfall. Waterfalls can be really intense, but it can also be like a little pond, right? Really, really choiceful when it comes to the feminine, how it shows up. And I love that analogy so much because it's one that I hold myself. When I'm constantly thinking about any situation, I think, hmm, do I want to show up in more of that rock energy in this instance, or do I want to show up in more of that water energy? 
So there are a couple of key things that you should know about the mass and the feminine energy, okay? One is that they are highly, highly complementary. You saw me going through the examples, right? The masculine being the leader, the feminine being a yielder, masculine being the protector, the feminine being the nurturer, masculine being the provider, feminine being the receiver, right? Very, very complementary, and they support one another beautifully. Another way of thinking about this complementary nature is that one makes space for the other. That is why it's so beautiful. We're going to talk about what that means for you in relationships, friendships, etc. But just know that being in one of these energies or mostly in one energy or in the traits in a given instance makes space for someone else to show up in that complementary but opposite energy. All right. Which leads beautifully into the second piece I want you to know about these energies is that they are opposite. So while they do complement one another, they are opposites of each other. And that is probably, in fact, why they complement one another so very well. All right. This opposite nature of them makes them gravitate toward one another and, again, make space for one another. They have this really cool yin-yang relationship, if you will. The third thing I want you to know is that they coexist. We're going to talk more about what this means specifically, but when I say coexist, I mean within any given situation, they can coexist, right, in a relationship, but they can also coexist within one person. Let me just really quickly double down without going on too much of a tangent here about this coexistence piece, because understanding that the masculine and the feminine energy coexist will give you so much freedom as a woman. I see so many arguments or just this disdain towards people who are living life differently than you, right? It's like, are the traditional women right? Or is it the modern women who are more career oriented? Like going back and forth on who's right, who's more worthy, who's more of a woman. Stop doing that nonsense, all right? The reason why it's irrelevant is because the masculine and the feminine energy coexist, not only in our world, but in any given person, okay? I wanna encourage you to start to see the masculine and the feminine energy as complementary. They are complements, 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 not competitors. You have to begin to realize that not one of these energies is better or worse than the other. It's not that the feminine energy is way better, okay, because in fact, neither is. And I don't care what any coach, any person tells you, there are times when you may need both in your life to experience and live the life that you want, all right? And so rather than seeing one as better or worse than the other, I actually want you to begin to think about what is most true for you, your needs, your vision, your identity, and who you are as a woman. What do you need? Which energy do you want to gravitate to most? And there might be a little bit of a combination. I would say I have a combination of of the masculine and the feminine energy. I have to as a business owner, right? But ask yourself that question. See, what I typically tell my clients is, We all have two different modes, right? We have our default mode and then we have our true nature. See, our default mode is the mode that we get into as a function of life. Maybe we've had, you know, certain situations we've gone through, whether it had intended consequences or not, we're living life constantly and we're constantly being shaped, whether we want to in a certain way or not, by life. And what often happens is through a series of these experiences, we start to exercise certain muscles and fall into a default mode. 
See, one of the things that I had very early on in my life was the privilege of living in Atlanta during my more formative dating years. I say it as a joke because if you've ever been in Atlanta dating, I love Atlanta, but it's trifling. I'm sorry. And so because of that, I was around a certain type of dating culture that I started to consume and assume the position of myself as a protection mode. So I kind of became a little bit of, you know, this nonchalant, you know, picking up on that energy, being in Atlanta for what, a decade, right? And it was only towards my late 20s when I finally looked up and I said, no, I don't don't care to play these optics. I don't care for this type of life. I don't care about being the stronger one in the relationship. I'm okay with getting hurt if that means I'm putting my heart out there and I'm trying, right? And that's just a little bit of an example for you all, but really start to interrogate how you have been unknowingly shaped by the things that you've gone through, whether it's work or disappointment or crappy friendships that just didn't work out, right? Or relationships that you were really, really hopeful for and didn't work out, right? I had a client of mine who was married, divorced, had two beautiful children with her ex-husband. And one of the things that she had shared was really stopping her from leaning back into her feminine nature was the fear of disappointment, right? She's like, I don't care about, you know, the fact that I'm no longer with him. That's fine. But it's the fact that I thought I was going to be and I'm not, right? It's almost that disappointment, that gap between what you were hoping for and what actually happened, right? And so sometimes we all have these little disappointments in life or just things that happen, again, intended consequences or not, that do shape us. So that leads us to our default mode, right? We, as a function of life, we begin to exercise a certain response mechanism and we are therefore, without even knowingly, constantly just falling back into this default behavior. See, what I deeply care about is getting you back into your true nature, returning to you. See, this was a lot harder to do because life is constantly throwing you these little attacks and things that if you allow it to, will pull you away from who you are, right? If you allow it to, will take you out of character. And so returning to you is a function of you getting super clear on your values, who you are as a woman, what you stand for, what you believe, quieting all the noise, just allowing all of it from society, from family members, from friends, from people who love you and want the best for you, but don't know you like you know you, right? You have to quiet all of that and get real honest with yourself and return to you. And see, once you've identified who you are really, and I mean really, right, then we use that as an anchor to show up in your life. We use that to guide how you want to move about in your relationship, your friendships, your career, as a mother, as a daughter, all these things. So I'm actually going to unexpectedly wrap up the conversation for today I'm not going to sway you between the masculine and the feminine energy. Just based on where we're heading, I want to leave you with a reflection question. And then I want you to join me next week and we'll talk about the application. I want you to sit with this reflection. In my wildest dreams, I am the type of woman who fill in the blank. 
Reflect on that, sit with that, and come join me next week where we'll talk about what to do with this reflection and how to really apply it tangibly to your life. I'll see you all in our next conversation.